Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 52 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. Hey, thanks for uh, tuning in, and uh, we're keeping it going. It's been a little busy lately, so uh, the podcasts have been broken up over uh, periods of time. But I'm starting to get back on track just in time for the holidays, and we're going to keep, uh, we've got a lot of fun episodes coming up. So thanks for checking in. This episode is really awesome, super uh Fun. Our guest is Ennis Esmer, hilarious Canadian actor and comedian, an all-around great guy uh, who I've known for a long time. And he also mentions in the podcast how I start the intros with a lot of energy, and then when you get into the conversation of the podcast, I sound like I'm uh, very, very tired. Isn't that interesting? So here you go. You will actually experience that uh, by listening to this episode now, because here I am jacked up, giving a nice intro, super radio show style. Hey, good morning, everybody. Listen to the pancakes flip and flop. And then you go into the whatever the thing, the interview with the damn guest, and then it's chill. But you know what? I'm a chill guy, really. So here we go. Bam. Big intro in your face. Huge, super fun convo with Ennis. And we're going to dive into it now. And just put those words, slosh around them in our skull like a bunch of, uh, you know, like slush that got into your uh, winter boot. That's right. We're in Canada. It's December. It's getting winter time now. I'm using winter boot analogies. So here we go into the Ennis Esmer's Utopia's worlds and more. Enjoy. Really, you ate that entire cookie. Yeah, I wolfed it. Pretty good. You were like, oh, we'll uh, nibble on these cookies throughout the whole podcast. And I was like, peace. <laughs> And you just downed it. <laughs> but it's weird. You don't want to be chewing and stuff. I, d I did a podcast a little bit. You don't want to be crunching and munching. That's exactly why I rushed the cookie. Right. I didn't not want because to cr a crunch during the podcast. Not because it was so flavorful? It, it was, was so flavorful, but then also I was like, oh, I better finish this giant, this novelty size. Did you like it? Cookie. It was coffee, coffee flavored, coffee toffee. Yeah, it made me feel mature. Like you were saying before we hit record, you're moving on to coffee flavored sweets now because of your... Uh, yeah, I older like it. Years. Coffee, yes. In my older years, <laughs> I've moved into coffee. I never understood coffee cake before because there's coffee. Right. But coffee, now I like coffee flavored uh, cookies and ice cream. You ever go to a fancy dinner party and there's a bunch of coffee crisps in a bowl? I've never been to a party that fancy. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Oh, my goodness. That are just... they loose? Like, has someone opened them? Uh, yeah, the butler has opened them. Okay, right. Of course, there's a butler. <laughs> and is there some, is there, are there tongs? Or is there a toothpick in each one? Um, I would love it if it was toothpicks. Because I haven't been to one either, so I'm imagining, just from what I hear... From I would hope from a hygienic point of view that there would be some sort of way to serve them or remove them without touching them all. Yeah, you're right. But People I guess would... if the party's that fancy, everyone's wearing long white gloves. <laughs> they also trust that like if your, your blood is rich enough to go to the party, you've got immaculate hands. Right. Your, your hands have never <laughs> toiled or touched anything they're yeah probably, they're just, probably like anti uh they're immune to disease and yeah yeah hypoallergenic yeah they're probably like they still look like you know your hands from when you were 16 right or like a baby <laughs> just you have little tiny baby hands super rich people have baby hands have baby hands yeah they have never their hands have not had to grow to 
function in, in normal everyday society, so they have tiny hands. Yeah, lucky ducks. Lucky ducks. Yeah, play Pretty the good. piano for me, uh, boy. Uh, yeah, right, they don't play the piano. Because they can't. Yeah, right. They can't Not because they're ordering this, someone around. Right, they just have tiny little baby doll hands. <laughs> they're like, I literally can't play it. They're like, when they go to shake hands, they just wrap their hands around your finger, and, that, and then so the butler <laughs> leans over and says, that means he likes you. <laughs> yeah. You're very lucky. <laughs> he never does this. Yeah, these are all things I've heard uh, tell of just from hiding in bushes behind fancy parties. Right. So I hope that coffee crisp bowl... But that's where you're at now. You're getting there. I'm getting to the point where coffee... I mean, I'd love there to be a coffee crisp. My grandmother actually keeps... You know, every time I wonder where my eating habits and, you know, struggling with weight and stuff it comes from, I go to my grandma's house and there's... Just bowls of chocolate everywhere. Are you sure it's a grandma or is it a wolf? Trying to fatten oh, you up. Try to, yeah, that's a good question. She's always wearing Sorry, like I'm a on show. fire already. You're killing it. <laughs> man, I got to get up to your level. Woo. Ow. It was that cookie, man. It gave me all the sugar energy. I'm going to crash in like you, five minutes. You're going to be asleep. <laughs> yeah, you can riff for I'll run the po- I'll run the podcast after that. Please you, riff for an hour afterwards. Do you yeah. think you think of wolves more often because you say Wolfman a lot because you have a yeah. cat named Wolfman? Good point. Like you said, you wolfed your cookie down. Mm-hmm. Is your grandma a wolf yeah. in, in hiding? Do you think that happens? Because you're saying, you say wolf more than most people, I assume. Uh, you cat. assume. Well, because of your cat. Yeah, Wolfman, but also I'm the one that named Wolfman. So what's on my mind? Wolves. Before I even got the damn cat. You know what I thought would be a great name for a cat? I have a cat named Nigel. Yeah. And, uh, she was a rescue, which, sidebar, she was rescued from the house where they filmed the first Rob Ford crack video, which I found out like way after oh when they, my God. they showed a picture of the house. And then my ex-girlfriend's mom texted me like, yeah. that's where we found Nigel. She was a teacher. She used to teach at uh, Don Bosco, where Rob Ford coached football. Oh, if Nigel could talk. <laughs> oh, man, totally. That was my exact first thought. I was like, Nigel has seen some shit. Yeah, Nigel, yeah. tell us. Yeah. You can do it. And I think that's why she always kind of like burrows into my neck. She's just, she's got, she's got a dark past, man. Yeah. She's trying to escape it. Hide me. Yeah, but I wish I'd named her Tough Guy, because I tried imagining what it would be like to have a cat named Tough Guy. Yeah. And you're just saying like, hey, Tough Guy, you hungry, Tough Guy? That's good. Hello, you're being so cute today, tough guy. Do you think the cat would feel condescended too? Can cats feel <laughs> condescension? I am so nervous that I think, yeah, I'll th- like I feel bad if I treat a chair bad. <laughs> what do you mean by putting like your shoe up on it or something? And I'm like, I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the sh- the shoe the the chair is your is your superior in some way. <laughs> that's nice. That's a that's an empathy that not a lot of people have. Are you like a are you a big? You don't think it's pathetic. No, you can. I mean, do you think the chair is alive? Is it like that? Are you like uh, one with the earth, like that, and so to speak? Well, you never know. Ooh, that's the part that freaks me out. But don't you? Because the chair is a dead nope. tree. Oh, sorry, Bernadette's eating my wire. Uh oh, the wire to the mic. Do you think you say Bernadette? <laughs> not your, not your, your weenus? Uh, no, get out of here. Um, and under the table she goes. But they do smell your cats. They smell Nigel. A.K.A. Tough Guy. And is that the only cat? No. That's the only cat I have. Okay. Yeah. I think I met that cat. Yeah, she's a pretty chill cat. She looks like she's got a Batman cowl. Yeah. Not bad, right? It's perfect. Pretty, yeah, pretty happy about it. So let's say uh, what your name is just for... Oh, yeah. Know, I already We've been going it. for like 15 minutes. It's okay. They already know. I you do did an like intro a anyway. sick intro at the beginning. This is Ennis Esmer. My name's Ennis Esmer. Hello, Chris. Thanks for coming on. Hello. Thanks for having me, Chris. 
Uh, okay, so you were mentioning in the Nathan podcast, I started off really hosty, and then I just turned into a tired, chill guy? <laughs> yeah. The, was that the, like, do you mean my intro that's separate the from intro the intro that was separate. Yeah, the intro that was yeah. separate was so... That's what happens. Yeah, it was like really robust and perky. That's what happens. And then you went into like super chill. It was just, it was, it was just a... Di- I've never heard you, even when you host comedy shows, be that like on. And it was a totally different. So yeah, I like kind of like to like start the, the podcast with a bang, but then when you're in it, you're just chilling on the couch with us. Yeah, is that ridiculous? No, I liked it. Is it unprofessional? I don't think so at all. I have neuroses about being unprofessional on a podcast and hurting Jer's feelings. Those are two things that I think you're okay. I mean, those are very evolved problems to have. If those are the things you're stressed about, I think your life is going pretty well. Oh man, we're so lucky here yeah. in the Western culture. Oh, I put my foot on that chair. My day's <laughs> ruined. What am I doing? There are so there are so many people across the world that would love to just put a foot on a chair one day and then maybe feel bad about it. And maybe feel bad. Not be, and at least they have all their limbs and uh, access to shoes and whatnot. But yeah, you are mature, uh, maturing into more coffee based desserts and yes. treats now because yes, you're a hardworking, super successful Canadian actor. Oh boy, is that why? <laughs> That's why. I think I just you have too have much to, sugar. What are you gonna do? How can you? You can't like. It's like a union thing. There's like certain benefits, well, and at a certain point, they're you, like, you have to cut sugar out of your coffee now. Well, You're can you be level. a hardcore successful Canadian actor, but then also be like a bum like me, and then maybe even go like live in a van and be like, I'm cool with just eating one burrito a day. <laughs> you have to get. It fancy. depends what's in the burrito. Don't you think getting fancy comes with uh, success? I mean, that's what I've always seen for myself. Is I wanted to get fancy. I have a lot. My my cutlery is a lot curlier. As it's more ornate. Is that true? No, but. <laughs> For the sake of but this. you are a stylish person. Am I? I think so. You know, you bu- the top button's done up. The right top now. button's done up on my shirt, which is a big deal. Um, <laughs> great. Now I'm, I'm trying to find a way to. I just left my top hat at home today because I knew we were going to be relaxed and comfortable. Yeah. But uh, no, you're like I have to go uh, talk on a plebe's couch. <laughs> yeah, that's so covered in this cat is hair. What, I mean, part of why I, I got into this business was to feel as many people beneath me as possible. So this is working out great <laughs> for me. Uh, but in real life, yes, no, you're in, no think like that. No, exactly not. You're very down to earth, super kind, super hilarious guy. And, and can I say it was an honor to and a treat to be on your show last night? Riffington. Do we, do we, do we talk about? So Can we talk about specific things from days. Yeah, is let's it gonna, do it. Is it going to date the podcast? Is, you know how real this podcast is. It's, it's ridiculous. mad real right now. I don't now. have any parameters. Well, I mean, you are one of my favorite comedians in the country and in the uh, continent on, go. of North America. The continent, that's yeah. it. That's well. <laughs> there's a lot of Turkish comics that don't have any traction over here. That my dad claims to love. No, okay. So in the world, is that what's going to do it? Is for that you? true? Does your dad hold you to Turkish standards? In there's, comedy? A, there's this one Turkish comic uh, that I, he'll keep referencing, and I'm like, I don't know his material, Dad. <laughs> Who is it? We'll his get name is, the his name is to check him out. His name is Jem Yilmaz, and he's apparently hilarious. But I'm, like, he's like a huge star in Turkey too, mm-hmm. and I'm sure all over the world. But I've just never seen him perform, and my dad keeps insisting on things that I would love from him, and. Just right. paraphrasing his jokes. So you, but were, my dad's just like a lazy joke teller in general. Like he'll yeah. gloss over details. Like you know that joke where there's like three three guys in a room and then um, they're they're all they all have different sins. One of them was like a gambler. This is like an old joke. Like one of them is gay. Like they're in there. They're in purgatory for sins. Right. And then there's like a thing where you know uh, one was like uh, addicted to drugs or something so all of a sudden one day drugs appear and one of them goes to touch them the drug addict goes to touch it and then he disappears and then the next up uh 
a bunch of money shows up on the ground, and then the guy who's addicted to gambling bends over, and then they both disappear, him and the gay guy. Right, I remember that version Do you remember of that, that joke? joke? Yeah, so I was a kind so of... So this hot comedian so, is telling this today? <laughs> no, no, no. My dad will tell <laughs> jokes like that, but then he in the telling of the joke, he'll be like, so they're in this room with no walls, and they're dead, and they want to get to heaven, but the drug addict picks up the drugs, and he disappears, and then so a couple days go by. Like, he'll just add in details yeah, like yeah. that. That are like, how do you know time? How do you know how time elapsed? And then it becomes a, a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> like you're in a room with no walls and no time in this ridiculous joke. That's so funny. But somehow he knows that a couple of days went by. So that's the way he tell he tells jokes. I love that. But yeah. you're born in Canada. I was born in Turkey. Okay, so yeah. you're not you're Turkish, not Turkish by choice. No, I, I, I live this <laughs> shit. This shit is my. This is who I am. Yeah, and then you yeah. started comedy here, like you and. Didn't you and Brian Hatt have a sketch troupe? Brian Hatt? That was before I started, really. Was it? Yeah. Okay, cool. I well, was just starting and hearing like reverberations of your sketch troupe. Right. Well, I was telling... Maybe from meeting you I was guys. telling um, my uh, special lady friend, Amy, about uh, your... Now I've done that. That's a big step in a relationship. Yeah, this boy, podcast oh boy. does not go away. I said her name and everything. This is going to be <laughs> awful if I ever hurt her in Hi, some Amy. way. Amy. Very nice lady. Yeah, isn't she great? Um but I was telling her about how we were both nominated for the Cream of Comedy, like in 2003. 2003. So this is, yeah, 12, 12 years, years la- yeah. later of us knowing each other. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And you were doing sketch with Brian Barlow. Brian Barlow. And I was in a joke rap group with a couple of guys I went to. Calculator and the oral presentation. That's true. And that was fun. But yeah. uh, So it's been a long time, but I haven't done stand-up in a while. So, But you've always been supportive in my weird little aborted... Can we say aborted on the podcast? Yes. You can cool. say whatever you want. Okay. I'll just take the... That'd be weird if someone was like, I listen to your podcast. You can't say aborted. <laughs> yeah, right. But it wasn't in the context. It doesn't matter. Yeah. A doesn't... life is a life. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, you, there's a few times where I've tried to get back into stand-up, and it's just sort of, you've always been very supportive of giving me stage time. And this show last night was ideal, if terrifying. Well, the idea of just natural. going up and just trying to do stuff with no material. Yeah, and then you killed. And then it ends up being pretty. It, it ends up pretty freeing, actually. For those listening that don't know, it's a new show I started just monthly here in Toronto called the uh, Riffington, and I love hosting it because the the premise is no material, no written material. You just riff based yeah. on whatever you want to, an audience suggestion or riffing with the audience. I love that because I love being live like that. But yeah, it's, yeah it puts some comedians in. You know, a little bit of a nervous situation, which is so much, so more, uh, so much more exhilarating. Well, it's fun. I mean, the one thing I think I'm lear- I've learned, I think I'm realizing, if I'm going to give stand up a go again, is to just really be honest about how I'm feeling. Like yeah. I told you, I was terrified, and I even said it on stage. I think you, you said, said it some in my- realness about your family, and it was really cool. Yeah, I got really, but it didn't even seem like that that much of a stretch i was like because all my jokes from before used to be like i don't understand being a middle eastern isn't that confusing and, yeah and then trying to be gross about sex and stuff and yeah i think i figured out like but i have enough actual opinion with the audience when you yeah because they even if it's specific to you be that honesty resonates with people way more than like a carefully crafted uh, silly ding dong like silly pun yeah yeah so anyway i'm gonna try to do that more actually i think if i just pick open mics and stuff before I actually write material. Just do that. Yeah. Try to just see if I have material come out of whatever people. And I think the audience in particular, yeah. like as that show grows, and I think it's going to, like the audience is going to come eager to be interacted with and to participate as well. Yeah. I think I that's think you're right. That's when the acts did best. Yeah. Like Pat Thornton and is it Deanne, Deanne Smith? Deanne Smith. They, when they were getting stuff from the audience, 
and actually wicked. asking questions. The audience knew, oh, I can actually respond. Yeah. It's not just a rhetorical. Uh, yeah, it, it's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And Nick was great too, Nick Flanagan. Yeah. And then you, Chris uh, Hadiki. Yeah. From you starting out too, um, then being so well known in comedy here. Like yeah. through calculator and you know just sketch and all that stuff. Seems like so long ago though. You got into acting and then you got into acting hard. Yeah. And now man. you're kind of a figure in almost every Canadian production and more so going into uh, some American stuff. Let's list some of the uh, oh boy the accomplishments of the shows and then do I have to do it or do you do it? Uh, well, I don't know all of them off the top, but you gotta. A start here on The Listener for quite a while. That's true. I was on a TV show called The Listener. As a funny ambulance driver. Yeah, I was like a funny ambulance driver <laughs> with a, a partner who was a paramedic yeah. as well who could read minds and he helped the police solve crimes. That's very nice of him. And then later he quit to become a special consultant because after the first season it became hard. Like the whole first season of that show was like... Oh, someone came in with a broken leg. They also have a dark secret. So <laughs> that started to run out of juice a little bit after yeah. the first season. And then he worked. He started working with a special fictional cross-jurisdictional police agency. And they would bring him cases. And then I would bring him, I guess, laughs. You know, I'd <laughs> some wise, some wise. Like cracks. you guys remained friends. Yeah, we remained friends. And then I, they moved me in across the hall from his house. Oh, very nice. So then I was like Kramer. Yeah. And... uh and then I got a job so he was running like a, a restaurant. One man X Files guy with powers. To yeah, degree. yeah, that's definitely the I listener. Mean, the listener, yeah, that's very nice. He of would him. say reading a lot. Get a, did you get a read? Did you get a read? Like they didn't. Yeah. He didn't really say. Shh, I'm listening. The writers weren't huge on a thesaurus. On yeah, that they show. was like reading, reading, reading. Yeah, why, they talked why about is he a lot. Say, Yeah, why He's is he? Really why is he saying vibe? He gets reads, not vibes. <laughs> God, that fear fire. Stick to the Bible. <laughs> Stick to the show Bible. That's nice. Yeah, that was a good uh, long-running show here. Yeah, it was and on then... for a bunch, and it was a weird thing. I never would have expected to be a part of something like that. But... Oh, God, I think the people listening can hear my cat using the litter box. Does you, okay, i got to ask you something about your... Now, this is where I feel like yeah. I love cats, and they're cute, and sometimes they're dum-dums, mm-hmm. uh, but there's times where I think they might be channeling like dark spirits or mm-hmm. something scary in them that is not accessible on our realm stay with me for a second no it's okay i'm with you where like sometimes nigel she has a lid on her on her litter box okay. and she'll do this thing where she thinks she's digging mm-hmm. but i guess she just smells herself and is not really scooping through the litter she's just rubbing the door of the litter box and then she'll go out sometimes she'll just do it on the floor like scraping up nothing and it makes her looks like like she's possessed mm-hmm. or there's a spirit inside of her in some way. Do you ever find that? I feel like if there was like a... Like um, a, a an Bernadette, internal... we have these giant uh, closet mirrors now on this closet here. So yeah, these you can see them. The yeah. giant mirrors that go from top from the ceiling to the floor. Yeah, full length. Bernadette's always trying to crawl into the mirror. She like scrapes against the mirror like, let me in here. Yeah, I feel like at some level they're what accessing... What the hell are you talking about? I feel like animals, like cats are sensing ghosts and... Well, wiping, I don't, wiping things away that aren't there. It's creepy. Yeah. Or they think the reflection is a ghost version of themselves. Right. Or, they, or they're just this, dummies that think litter is where it isn't. This website I checked out the other day, How to Tell That Your House is Haunted. Oh. <laughs> it had a huge list of ways. And one of them was your cats start acting weird. Like they're acting like they're, they're scared of something in your house. And then they're like scamper away and run off. Guess what the very last symptom of a haunted house was on this long list. Like blood? You see ghosts. 
I'm serious. <laughs> it was a real first? website. Shouldn't that be first? They're like, keep reading, keep reading, and then what if you see ghosts? Is that that's a good sign? <laughs> if none of the other things are there, was it like a countdown of reasons? Like most cer- certain reason that there's a ghost? Uh, yeah, house is haunted. Yeah, there was like, yeah. Let, let's start light. You know, like. Your coffee got cold pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or like, you swear you left your keys on the counter. Yeah. Right? Or You don't know where, you don't remember where that book is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I th- you thought you recorded Jimmy Kimmel last night. <laughs> you yeah. Have a, you have a ghost that's like a jerk couch potato. A ghost fucks with <laughs> yeah. your PVR. Yeah, that's just like, I watched it, man. Yeah. Yeah, your I ghost enjoyed just it. An, an, asshole ro- an asshole roommate. Let's mention a couple more amazing accomplishments and then get to your utopia. Because people are starting to... I think a few pe- people that listen to this are giving me shit for digressing too much. Oh. Or straying from the utopian topic. If you're listening to this episode, which you should, because it's going to be one of the best ones I can tell. All right. I'm sorry, all right? I like chilling with people. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Red Oaks is big. Red Oaks is it's good. It's doing really well. It's doing very well. And you're it's a, a funny show tennis on, coach. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a funny tennis coach, yes, on it. It's yeah. uh it's a show for Amazon which we don't get in Canada unfortunately yeah. at Amazon Prime. I really want to see it. So it's, does Kathleen. Uh, We've been talking in, about it. It's in America and the United United Kingdom. And yeah. it's like a yeah, it's like a show set at a country club in, in 1985 New Jersey. Well, the kids from Submarine. The kid from Submarine Craig Roberts who's all grown up. Yeah. Okay, I won't so, say kid. <laughs> well, no, I mean he plays a 20-year-old, but <laughs> yeah. he's awesome. I love I saw Submarine in the theaters. Like I I thought yeah. it was great. Richard Ayoade or yeah, whatever. He's one it. of my favorite comedians. He's amazing. Yeah. And uh I, I didn't even know he directed. Double. I didn't know it was the same guy. Yeah. He you, you haven't it. seen the double? Not yet cuz I want to read the Dostoevsky short first. Oh, right. Okay. Ooh. And Craig's in that too. Nice name drop. I'm gonna eat some coffee flavored treats. Oh and, uh, my little god! Toast little toothpick later, <laughs> and uh, it's great. I mean, yeah. is such a, a, a crazy like the listener finished season five, and then a month later, I just grew a beard because like every time the listener finishes, I'm like, okay, well, I'm yeah. not gonna get work for a while. I don't have to shave, and then I got that audition. But then they let you keep it, right? They were. It was. They called for. It was like a bearded, yeah. ethnically ambiguous guy with an, an accent. Nice. So congrats. Yeah. But uh, that's on uh, Amazon. Which if you can't get here, you know, find call an American. Yeah. I guess. But and then, but one that we are going to get here soon is Man Seeking Woman. Yeah, I was on season one of that. That already. Aired. Oh, it already aired. Yeah. I, I knew was that. on last year, but that was a lot of fun too. I auditioned for a bunch of random roles for that, and I never got it. Dag nabbit. That is those jerks. But you know, I go into auditions with such a goofy manner. I I, I understand. Yeah, but when you doesn't that mean when you hit? I really like acting, and yeah. I do get acting jobs semi regularly. Yeah, but I go into auditions for a lark sometimes. Yeah, I take the piss, as they say in the UK. But that's the best way. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> In it. As, the, as the kid from Submarine would say. <laughs> yeah, as the kid. Just, well, he's Welsh, actually, so I don't know if they still oh, say Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, damn it. Oh, well, oh, if he hears I love this. the show Hinterland. Is that? It's set it's in a uh, Wales show. Wales? Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll let him know. I'll text him. Thanks so much. He doesn't like when I do that. But <laughs> do you, But don't you find, I mean, regardless of, I think that's the right attitude to have in an audition, because if you go to an mm-hmm. audition and you don't do something that you like or you do something to try to get the part that you that makes you hate yourself and then you get the part then you have to do that thing that makes you hate yourself and you can't be like well i I don't want to do that really because they're paying you and you said yes i really love it when i get a job for being me yeah i hate it when i compromise myself and then i don't get the job and all i feel is that i compromise myself right 
Which is a double negative. Right, because you're not even getting paid to compromise yourself. Exactly. Well, it's like anytime I've auditioned to play a gay character, I won't do anything remotely lispy or anything because it's, it's um, you know, I, I don't talk like that. It yeah. seems like a weird thing. Accents are one thing, but like I've been redirected in auditions sometimes to be like, do this if they want you, know, you a little to talk more like that too? flamboyant and yeah, yeah. and eccentric and really kind of sarcastic about everything and high energy but really jerk like a jerk and I'm yeah. like bitchy do you mean bitchy and queenie and you know yeah it's like if they want you to act like that it's probably not a good project yeah right yeah anyways um okay so and you've been in a million other things so go check One out and this is IMDb page cuz it's wicked yeah. um and you team up with uh a really awesome guy, Martin Garrow, a lot. So you're, yeah. you, you guys, and Aaron Abrams, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I love whole guys. crew of good uh, Canadian actors. That it's like and, our version uh, of producers. the crazy sick crew that you have, and there's lots of overlap there too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's overlap there, big time. Yeah, Aaron. Very intimidated by your whole team, uh, and vice versa, man. Really? Yeah, I love Martin, and uh, he uh, he gave me a really fun little. Him and Aaron gave me a fun little teeny role on L.A. Complex. Oh, you're so good in that because I'm in love with you. <laughs> I remember that line, man. It was so great. Thanks. It was very small. But then... Uh, you and Rebecca Kohler. Then he stopped following me on Twitter a while after that. Martin? Yeah. And I was like, oh, crap. Oh, damn it. What'd you do? I don't know. I, you know, I'll tell you what I did. Yeah. I say a million dumb things on Twitter every day. Oh, I'm losing Twitter followers constantly. That would get so annoying. Like, I, it's totally reasonable in my opinion. The number of people that stop following me on those things just when like the Blue Jays are in the playoffs or something, or if I'm plugging a show, I'm surprised oh, yeah. I have any followers anymore because yeah. I feel like I'm always alienating one group of people that's paying attention to me on the internet and then yeah. swing over to the other group. I'll no. make super fun, uh, super silly random joke about Star Wars. Yeah. Boom, takes off, get more followers. Then I'll make a super silly but yeah, somewhat poignant joke about gun control. Right. And then boom, lots of followers. It's like, what are you talking about? It's the same world. Well, you probably don't want people following you that are that are like not supporting your gun right. control. Right. Talk tweets. about guns. Yeah. Don't, don't you, isn't that weird though? That I mean, talking about the present, if we may, for a second. That. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that something like being unfollowed on Twitter yeah. or having like a like someone not being your friend anymore on Facebook like you didn't know mm-hmm. uh has power to offend people. Yeah. Isn't that distressing that we're at yes. the point now where it can actually mess with you if somebody you thought was your friend even though you might not actually be friends? Oh, this is one that gets me and this is why I should probably see a therapist. But if I write something funny on Facebook as a status, mm-hmm. and I do every day. You kill it, man. Oh, thanks. your breakfast tw- t- tweets and whatnot. So good, right? I'm a big fan, yeah. <laughs> Guys, you gotta check out Chris Locke's tweets. But what streets. if someone makes a comment underneath yours? Yeah, and more people like their joke. You need to go your to sta- th- you need to go to a therapist. Yeah. Go in- <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though. But that's the politics of wow. this weird internet shit. So you'll get upset if some. Or you'll no, get not hurt. really. But I'll notice. You'll be like it. a little like, annoyed. Give me a break. That someone- that's when you have to go outside. Yeah, yeah. That's when maybe like log off for a couple seconds. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, okay, let's talk. This is all coming around, like gun control, social media. Mm-hmm. We're getting to real yeah. world issues now. Yeah. So you actually brought some notes of your utopia. I had some notes. I was thinking about some just things because I didn't want to just come in empty handed. Great. You didn't come in empty handed. You brought notes and cookies. Notes and cookies. And there are still some left. So I yeah. Might... Well, I'm going to wait till afterwards to, yeah, to okay. get into them. It's hard to look at them. How do you think we've done so far? Do you think you're going to have to cut some of this? No, I never cut it. This is very fun and fans of yours will enjoy hearing you chat. Terrific. And you yeah. have people listening to this all over the world. 
It seems like it, yeah. That's awesome. One guy in New Zealand. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Does, does he tweet at you in, in an accent? Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I read it in an accent at oh, least. Oh, yeah, right, of course. I yeah. have no idea. You're good. With, you're really good at accents. So in my head, what do you want to know? What would be part of my yeah my, Let's, my What's your first major one that you're thinking? Well, the first thing I was thinking, and this is something I've been kicking around a lot, is um, I would like my parents to get back together, and then also have a brother and sister for me. Jeez, that's a separate what are you thing. trying to make me cry already? <laughs> no, I, was, no that's I would not. like to live in a giant family hug right. for the rest yeah, of my life. Right. Well, no, I just wish I had siblings. It's something that I've always wished I had. Yeah, that's okay. a very selfish place to start. No, no. Do you have siblings? It's very nice. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I have two half sisters. One I grew up with, and one I didn't, and yeah. they're both great. Yeah. But yeah. So, but because I'm a product of a divorce, uh, my first half sister. Uh, that I grew up with wasn't born until five, six, almost six years later. Oh, okay. So I'm, I was just always older. Yeah, I think like, yeah, two siblings around the same age. Yeah. Like, that's so valuable. It seems like it would have been a real score. And my parents are divorced too, and they both mm-hmm. got remarried and all that. But, yeah. you know, I have cousins. One lives in Atlanta, one lives in Houston now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, uh, they're both, um, they, you know, they grew up in Turkey, but we moved to Canada when I was three. So I don't really yeah. have that, like, I don't know, the bond to my family is tenuous because I just didn't grow up around them. Yeah. You know, so I wish I kind of had family that was closer to me in my age that we were around each other. I love those guys that are in, in the States, but, you know, it's hard to be part of your everyday lives if you didn't grow up like that. If you don't mind me saying, you were riffing last night yeah. at Riffington yeah. about how you are happy with not having a child in your life i that's true i did say that i did is that true yeah that's absolutely true I'm so not, you will yeah you wouldn't create your own family i'm not going to create any family of my no. own no but i think that's uh it's you, weird for to you say it's never. an environmental it's thing. weird to say no I, yeah i did say that in the thing did that upset you when i said that like because everyone was talking about no, kids i'm I curious find about that i don't even know if i said this on the podcast yet Maybe I did, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm fine that Kathleen and I are going to have a baby. That's amazing. Well, yeah. you, as you should be. But what do you care if someone else doesn't want to have kids, right? You're not one of those like, I mean, you don't have a, your kids not here yet. But no. I'm sure, you know, I, there's some people out there when you have a kid and then you say, yeah, I'm not going to have kids. They challenge you like, come on, never. Yeah. So I just think that whole thing is kind of uh, yeah, a that's presumptuous a thing. thing about like getting married. I mean, people still do that about people getting married and stuff. But let's take it out of this planet earth perspective for mm-hmm. a second yeah now the now you're on your own planet right your utopian world that you could create okay. from scratch right and you're with your parents mm-hmm. and some siblings yeah and you're getting to your age would you have a, your own family in that in your own perfect world i might but i think on my perfect world you should it should be as hard to have a child of your own as it is to adopt a child it's hard to adopt a child the process but <laughs> You say that as somebody who just, you guys are knocked up now and then... Yeah, like, oh God, what have I done? (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, the process of adoption, you have to prove so many things about your mental capacity and your financial status and your ability to support a life. And depending on where the child comes from, they do all these extensive interviews, but people can just have kids. I feel like a lot of people have kids for reasons like unplanned pregnancies and things like that, that they... We're getting really real off the top of this. Totally all real. That's an idea. It would be... You should have to get a license. This is actually a rare topic on the. I don't know if this has fully come up on this. Oh, really? Yeah. Episode. Well, I have dumb ones too. After this, 
Good. So they're, they're dumb ones. Oh, we're going to run the gamut. Yeah, we'll get some dumb ones in there. <laughs> but I think it should be as hard to actually, like you should have to f- apply to have your own biological child. I think that should be an element of society. Mm-hmm. Because I think that people have, you know, you look at people who have religious beliefs that end up having kids that they probably can't support. Uh, I have, a, you know, a, a, an abortion in my past, and mm-hmm. it would have ruined all of our lives if we had had uh, those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think that more people out of obligation from, you know, parent parental pressure. There's a lot of reasons. And people, mm-hmm. I understand the impulse to want to have a kid if you have this beautiful gift inside you. I'm not trying to say everybody that has an unplanned pregnancy is necessarily unfit to be parents. But I think a lot of people that shouldn't have their kids when they have them, have them. Yeah. So I think it'd be, it'd be. I know what you're saying. That would be, I don't even, I don't have, you know, a, a six part plan to legislate this sort of thing because it sounds kind of crazy. And then I guess that you could have like. Surrogates would be like the black market. You could just be in the back and be like, "Hey, do you want to? Do you want to get me pregnant?" Like that would be for prostitutes, I guess. They would get pregnant. That'd be know. sweet. You think that that part would be sweet? <laughs> that part of it. So that's part of it. And then yeah, that's that's a thing on my planet. What do you think? Do you think that's realistic? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I no, no. <laughs> no. But like, I like the idea for sure. I like the idea of. Um, yeah, children coming onto the planet. Well, yeah, no, you're right. There's this weird, ah, uh, gee, you know, like Charles Dickens was an orphan. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You never know. There's all kinds. It's of... It's Darwinian. It's definitely, yeah. It's, it's definitely putting a ranking on who is entitled to have children. There's something weird uh, that we don't talk about in this society that I just realized now. But speak, thinking of Charles Dickens, is sometimes this disconnect from like a, a normal family background growing up propels a person to work hard and make something of themselves most of the because time. they have that right they have that weird void in them to fill with ambition yeah and then you get these crazy like inventors or geniuses artists and stuff right they're like because they didn't get a hug or you know yeah no- sometimes maybe when you're coddled too much yeah, you you feel like oh, I don't need an attention from anybody maybe else. you're the sh- maybe the people that are coddled by a nice uh, easygoing family too much are the ones that just end up being like Lazy bums. So we should just make people get divorced <laughs> on this new plan, and then everyone will be a creative genius. I don't know. I think we should all have as many babies as we can, and put them uh, when they're born. Just put them in the woods. Oh, okay, and then let them fend for themselves. <laughs> so that's the opposite. <laughs> well, I like this. This is going to be like on 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 Esmeria. That's the planet, I guess. That'll be my planet. I love it. Esmeria. Like half, of, half of the planet will be legislated child rearing. And uh, you have to get a license, and the other half will just be woods babies. <laughs> I just pictured someone putting a brand new baby in the woods and leaving them with like a sword and a notepad or something, and be <laughs> yeah. like, "Come on, baby, invent something no, that but, takes us out of here." Well, you know, <laughs> are the woods particularly treacherous? Are they controlled? Is it like a geodome? I don't know. This is your. It no, doesn't but, have I mean, to be. But I think I like the idea because it is. You know, you think about the way kids are drawn to instruments or tools or well, what let's it be is. On, that, like Charles Dickens was not left in the woods. That's true. Let's be okay. So the point he was, was left in the market <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. He just wa- he just grew up watching pickpockets and being like, I like that. Yeah, it's I a like cool that style. Story. I wonder what they're about. Yeah, yeah. And ghosts. There were a lot of ghosts in his life as well. Pickpockets yeah. and ghosts. Yeah, I've seen that collection. I don't I think aside from David Copperfield and uh, Christmas Story or Christmas Carol, I know that much else. Yeah, from Charles Dickens. 
they're they have a lot of the same themes. All right, you ready for me to blow your mind? Totally change gears. Okay, yeah, but I like that for for real. What you're leaving it at is like, hey, be uh, more reasonable with if you're gonna have a kid. Yeah, be able to raise a kid well. But on Esmeria, you are with your parents right. and siblings, and we have and siblings. And, um, and you're cozy and you're sharing experiences. And we're sharing experiences. We're bonding. My parents can still get divorced. That's totally fine. I just wanted them to get back together to to have these kids. Like in the past. Yeah. Stay together long enough to have siblings for me. And then they can break up. Do you ever say that to them now? No. I did used to ask for it for <laughs> Christmas when I was like 10. Yeah. Ask for like a sibling. It didn't play. It didn't oh read at all. God. It didn't read. I remember asking this for This is a whole Dickensian thing. Well, you know, there were two things I wanted when I was a little <laughs> kid. I wanted a sibling and I wanted to be able to grow like straight blonde hair. Oh, into tell like me a mullet it. or a rat tail. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it was good, but I but my parents wouldn't let me wear sweatpants to school. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a good thing. Maybe that's why I dress like I'm, I have my shirt collar buttoned up now. But yeah, they used to not let me wear sweatpants, and they wouldn't let me cut my hair into a mullet. And my hair is like wavy, but it it was like a thing of like envy. You hear about like I wanted like straight, you know, waspy. Scandinavian boys' hair, like, yeah. That you could just—it could be a nice little bowl cut, or you could—it would—it would sort of flop dandily to one side. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, you wanted there was hair this like kid that? Brian at my school that I grew up with that had long, super straight, blonde hair, and the girls loved him. Yeah, sure. Who doesn't? And I was like, I had this. I'm all of the top of my hair is gone now, except for a wisp of an idea of hair. A hint. Yeah, yeah, a secret of hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's what See, I. That have. sounds good. You have a secret on the top of my head. I have a yeah. secret. You, hair. you have a hair secret. <laughs> but like, Shh. but in high school, it was a giant. It would grow to look like the shape of an afro. Yeah, like I had an the same apple thing. though. Like it had a core, like an apple. Oh, cool. Is it? Is no. that cool? Um, but anyways, what's the one that you're gonna blow my mind with? Um, all sports, all athletes in sports, televised sports. They're all mic'd. Oh God, I would love that. That would be my. I don't care if it's pay extra. If there was, if it was five hundred bucks a month, I would pay that. I would pool it with friends, and everyone would come over. And this would speak to like standards of censorship and stuff. You know, how like the way North America is kind of backwards about like the nipple versus just mutilation on TV and stuff. Yeah. But in some countries, nobody really cares about nudity on TV. Yeah. The language, whatever slurs would come out, every awful thing athletes say to each other, we would get the. It feels like a demolition man type situation where like yeah. a weird, just take one thing and change it. All sports, all athletes would be miked at all times. That. Because isn't that the best part totally, of like yes. when you listen to like Wired or when they do it on football games, they mic one guy. But, you know, they, they say some shit to each other. Well, there are like multi-billionaires in yeah. like the NBA that like every now and then you hear them go, fuck. Yeah. And you're like, yes. And when they do it you in know? slow-mo yeah. and it's like, we're cutting, we'll be right back with more NBA on TNT Christmas. And then you see like Kobe Bryant just mouth the word, fuck. Yeah. It'd be so great if you just heard him over like the little drummer boy by Justin Bieber just going, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I think that'd be great. He should have swore in that uh, goodbye poem he just wrote. Yeah, just yelled right at the end of it. Yeah, goodbye basketball. We've given each other a lot of whatever it was. Did yeah. you read it? <laughs> he wrote to a basketball. I like, yeah, I read it, but I liked imagining that he had written it to an actual ball. Yeah. Not like the game of it. Just like, dear the one basketball. Dear the basketball. Yeah. We've dear been it. through a lot together, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just think athletes, it's just the most fun part of hearing things. I love that. So now I'm picturing you and your cozy family snug yep. on a couch yep. watching uh, NBA games where they're swearing their dicks off. They're swearing like crazy. 
I, don't you want to hear the, the actual conversation? Did you see that Washington Nationals fight between John Papelbon and Bryce Harper, where Papelbon like grabbed at Harper's neck? It was allegedly because Harper was like dogging it to first base on a ground ball, and Papelbon went in there and mouthed off to him. Harper said something back, and Papelbon like dove at his neck, yeah, full on like attacked his neck like at like a. Like a, a mongoose in the woods. Like, do mong- mongooses do that? Oh, yeah. I'm picturing <laughs> muskrats, something. I don't know. Like a, like a rodent, like a big rodent. I think it would be more mongoosey. I think a mongoose would do that, right? Yeah. Okay, good cool. call. Thanks. Thanks. And I um, want to hear what they would actually say. I think like those teams, this is a... Pitching, pitching conferences. Yeah. When they all come up and they cover their gloves, it'd be great to hear it. You know what it is? It's just a... They, they go... Uh, it's just a bunch of baseball players exclaiming the word dude over and over again. Dude. Dude. Oh, fuck. Dude, especially the... Uh, what are you doing out there, dude? Ugh. The Jays Royals uh, series? Yeah. You know how many dudes were said? Oh, dude. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that literally would boost, um, yeah, sports. I think it'd be It doesn't need to be boosted for the most part. But, but I just think that would oh be... And it'll never happen. Dude, what it'll the never happen with it, and you can like switch channels and pick your player, and yeah, I don't know. That's something I want to have happen. Wolfman, Wolfman's getting close. to That's me. the sign of a good episode of the podcast is when Wolfman gets comfortable enough that she sits beside us and goes, "Yeah, okay." She likes our kind of our our low monotonous timber. Uh, there's something about the man rumble that brings cats from afar to the yard. <laughs> brings all the my man rumble brings cats to the yard <laughs> <laughs> to the couch area to the living room. That's amazing. Uh, okay, so I love so those. These are this good. This is great. This is delicious. I would like to, you to be able to... Here's another one, which I think is for like is both for fashion and just for fun to have. Yeah. That any hair, what do you think about this, should be able to be grown on command. Like you can change your haircut. I want hair back so bad. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I have friends who... You have who, really nice hair. Thank you. I, but I'm, you know what? I'm done. Right now, can I just say, ladies is it, is and gentlemen okay? that can are listening... Can we talk like this? Is this okay? Yeah, right now... it's a real one. Right now, I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, for listening, Ennis is wearing a nice button-up stylish shirt, <laughs> nice pants, and I'm wearing gray sweatpants and a gray hoodie. They match. But no. The the hoodie is lighter. The hoodie is J. Crew, and the sweatpants are Puma. Well, were you going to wear like a full J. Crew jumpsuit? I wish. You're in your house. J. Crew doesn't make uh, sweatpants. What are you going to do? Wear tucks and tails? For guests? Like, someday I should. Did you watch the new James Bond movie? I haven't. He wears a hundred suits in that. They just He's keep got switching. one that matches the desert, one that matches the train. It's what? insane. <laughs> but like different, like, like Arctic assault Tom suits? Tom Ford suits. It's all... And is, I'm it, like, is that movie good? I hate wearing suits, but the whole time I was watching it, I was like, should I wear suits? <laughs> Were you just asking yourself that? And yeah, that's how I talk in my goddamn head. That's in your voice, like, oh my God, should we wear suits? <laughs> should we wear suits, Chrissy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Uh, yeah, in my head, I am n- nuzzling the nose of another version of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk suits real are- about hair. Right. Anyways, what I'm saying is like, Ennis is, he's got, he's stylish right now and I look more like uh, I should be on this couch without a microphone. Yeah. But the microphone classes you up. This is a classy mic, that's yeah. for sure. And you got a nice mug of tea. What kind of tea are you working with over there? Oh, loose leaf green tea that oh. someone brought back from China. Wow. Yeah. So who's classy now? Sometimes I like to think of myself, oh, maybe I'm like one of those rich guys that doesn't care. Mm-hmm. I see it. Like Adam Sandler when he just shows up at like the Oscars in sweatpants. I love it. But then also I'm <laughs> not rich, so now I'm just a guy that doesn't care. Yeah, but fa- you know, fake it till you make it. I will. Okay, cool. 
I'm going to be the, so that's what we were talking about earlier. I'm going to be the guy that lives in a van and eats hot dogs and, and still like is rich. Sure. Well, okay. Hair. I just think you should be able to grow any hair on your body whenever you want in like seconds. And it includes like, you know, getting rid of it all. I think, I think you should be able, everybody should, in this world, genetically, we would all be modified so that baldness is not a problem for anybody, mm-hmm. but also like throw growing a beard or growing arm hair. You should be able to just one day be like, I want to be covered in hair and then get rid of it the next day if you want to. I mean, you still got to shave it. I love it. You grow it like you, like you close your eyes and squeeze like you're going to maybe push out a poop and then suddenly you have a beard. And then you get to yeah. style it however you want. I love that because especially not even jokes aside about uh, my baldness, mm-hmm. uh, please. But no, I'm just joking. I'm the only one that... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, every now and then when I'm feeling fit, I'm feeling like I've been doing it. You know, I cut out some things in my diet, yep. I'm exercising. Then I'm like, oh, I'll shave my beard and see how my, if my old school face looks. Yeah. And I regret it right away. I always, I always every, regret it. And I wish I could poop squeeze that goddamn beard beard right that back beard, on. yeah wouldn't that be great and then yeah. for, if you had the choice to for a day have like a curly mustache you i might do that you know like just to see what it's like see what that way yeah. of living is like oh you would feel discriminated oh yeah people hate that shit <laughs> no but it'd be fun to just be like i'm bored the most i've ever felt discriminated in my life is with a mustache Really? Oh, you yeah. You just had a mustache? Did you do like November or you just rocked a mustache? Just a mustache. Not in November. Right. Yeah. Dodged a bullet there. Jeez. Now I know how is there everyone any, else feels. Is there anything more persecuted like as far as people doing things for charity? Then yeah, people hate yeah. November. It seems. Yeah. People running for cancer. Everyone's like, stop running, you fucking <laughs> yeah. show up. Yeah. No one ever does that for that. But you have a mustache and you raise some money. They're like, ugh. Fucking you know what I mustache. get all the time? And this is a real goddamn thing. Since you don't have this hair problem, you don't know. But being a bald guy, whether you have a mustache, clean-shaven beard or not, being bald, um, <clears throat> maybe even as... Maybe it's just a white guy that's bald. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are discriminated against. Yeah. They go, oh, God, you look like a creep. And you're like, what? Who says that? Like strangers? Uh, or uh, Strangers or not people. Uh, whatever. Regular people. They're like, you're a creep. And you're like, why? And they're like, because of how you look. Right. Like, that's basically... I see what you're saying. It's like an accepted form of discrimination still. Yeah, because every time, like, a goddamn pedophile's been arrested on the news, they put his picture up there, and he's some fucking white guy with a double chin, and he's bald. And everyone's like, yeah, that's a creep. It shouldn't be cool to say that to people. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. That's a discrimination that never gets talked about, but I feel because I'm a schlubby white guy. I understand. That's that's really and that's not no, that's not cool. <laughs> I'm taking this focus away from your utopian world to But rant. this is part of my utopian world. This would not happen for I could, you. I would squeeze my hair back right away and be like, "Squeeze a creep." Exactly. And if you wanted to have like a really full bush one day, you could do that too. That would be just creep. to see what that's <laughs> like. You could style your hair down there. You the options are limitless. Just like in that movie, Limitless. Would you grow your pubes out as far as you can so that only the tip of your penis was showing? So that it looks like um like a lion? Like a lion's mane or like yeah. a sunflower with a finger sticking through it? Or like have you ever seen that old hippie cartoon, The Freak Brothers? The I comic? Have not. Is that what happens in that? You know, it's like a hippie with a big afro and all you can see is his nose coming out of his afro. Yes, I have seen that. I have seen that. <laughs> I don't know. What would be the point of that except for like, would you take pictures and send it to people? Like, look how much pubes I have. Well, you take a picture and put it online and be like, look, I met one of the freak brothers. But it's actually your, <laughs> it's your dick. It's a dick trick. <laughs> oh man, what a great dick trick. Yeah. I don't know if I would do that. Okay. I like that. Okay. So good. 
we're as watching... passionately as I ranted about being uh, uncare, like you know, unfairly called a creep sometimes because yeah. I'm bald, which is I totally have, valid. I have a mustache. It must be tough to be a white male and have people and feel like you can't ever speak out about someone being mean to you about something because you're supposed to have it all. So you yachts do, and jobs and you do sort of get to escape that being Turkish, I guess. Yeah, but only because there's like the discrimination in the in like auditions. I never get you know called awful things or anything. I never, not that I know to my face. No one calls yeah. me awful things based on who I am or anything. Oh, that was so hilarious last night when you're like with Turks or Turkish. Uh, yeah, you don't no have Turkish a racial slurs. slur. You yeah. just have to like add a word in front of it, yeah. like that scheming Turk. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way that it. That's the only Turkish slur that I've ever heard. It's like yeah, if you're filthy Turk or. I really love or that. Treacherous. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually sounds like a compliment. Treacherous. Like Turk is so yeah, treacherous. Makes gives you an edge. So we're all sitting around just growing whatever hair we want, uh, listening uh, to ba- um, you know, baseball players curse a blue streak, and then yeah. maybe sometimes in tender moments be like, like after a strikeout, what does the coach say? You know what I mean? Yeah. What does he actually say? Yeah. You know, I think that stuff would be great. Yeah. And the little chit-chat, the banter. You go nuts for both baseball and Basketball. Those are the two things I go nuts for. Me too. Uh, not as much as you. You're a crazy f- fan, but like, can you pick one over the other? Baseball. Wow. Yeah. You mean if I had to pick a sport and like I couldn't follow the other one? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's the hardest question I ever had to answer. Yeah. Again, my life's going pretty well. If that's the hardest question I have to answer. For some reason, I always associate you with basketball more, but that maybe that's because we went to a Raptors game together. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah. I just love. I liked baseball for longer, and I think I would have to pick baseball. Okay. Uh, can I come back to you? Can we do like a follow up? Yeah, we'll that's end, a really we'll tough, end with your choice. It's a really tough question. We'll okay. let it ruminate out there. Look, Wolf, I'll noodle with Wolfman's it. Wolfman's thinking about it. Oh, Wolfman's really getting cuddly. Yeah, she's a coz. But uh, okay, so so hair swears and siblings cares. Hair swears and cares. Hair swears and cares <laughs> on planet Esmeria. Yeah. Um. I think daylight savings time is a time that's gone. I think we need to get rid of it. Okay, I think it's. I just think it's bullshit. This, we don't even have to spend a lot of time on this. I just right. think the, the winter. Why do we need? I know it's for farmers, but come on, that's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. You know I what I mean? I have no idea what it's for. It's for farmers. It's for, I have no it's idea. for the sun comes up earlier. It's for farming. Oh, but you know who? You know, couch potatoes need a little late night. So farmers literally like. Can we call it six? Yeah, and they're like, okay, and they don't do it in Alberta. It's bonkers. There's parts of the world they just don't do it. I didn't even know. Yeah, there's parts of the country they don't do it. I thought there was a more functional reason. No. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. The human race is crazy. Okay, that's gone. That's gone. That's you not don't want to focus yet. on it too long. Yeah. But thanks for that nugget of info. You're welcome. Um, oh, also, refractory periods should be gone. That's another one. Just like if you have sex, you should be able to have sex again right away and, oh. not, and not feel sleepy, like if you want to. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes. But yeah. Like that's... your mind wants to, but then you can't have sex right away again. I know. It's so, hard. You gotta cook a steak, eat the steak, let it digest, then go back. Right, <laughs> man, you are fancy. Don't talk to me like you're not fancy because you're in sweatpants you're making <laughs> making steak between love making sessions. Uh, yeah, hon, what are you doing? I'm making a steak. Just I'm coming to, back. Just killing uh, killing twelve minutes, hon. Yeah, gonna make a quick steak and then come back and uh, make love to you. And uh, and I mean, how many people? How many do people usually usually do here? Usually do it? Yeah, like how many how, how many more things do you need? 
Oh, we can talk forever. Oh, really? Well, you know, we're going to wrap it up in about 10, 15 minutes. Okay, cool. But, but are you feeling good enough? Have I you explored like enough? I feel like this is a pretty good world. It's a good world, in? but like, what does it look like visually, aesthetically? Does it look like... I like finding that out sometimes. Like if people like... Because Canada, you know, most of my uh, uh, guests are Canadian and they always end up liking the Canadian sort of look. But yeah. But some people have said crazy stuff. It would be nice to have weather control capability over a small perimeter around you. Yeah. So that you could change the temperature to what you want without intruding on other people. Wow, that would make skies look psychedelic as They'd hell. They'd be nuts, right? Because you could you see know, other people's worlds. Yeah. And maybe you get like a little dome, but it goes straight shot up to the sky like 10,000 feet. So in your own world as yeah. Miria, yeah. you're being considerate of... Other people that live there. Absolutely. Uh, Some people like choice the cold. Of weather. Well, yeah. I'm a, are you a sweaty guy? I like that there's probably like thousands of years leading up to a revolution that allows people to make a choice of weather. Right. Yeah. There used to be dictators yeah, dic- in your own world before you were around. Right. Absolutely. They, had, they were like, we must keep it at, at 78 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. That is the agreed upon world temperature. But that's only comfortable for you, world yeah. leader. We're genetically, we, lo- we love the cold. Yeah. Like cold, we'll abolish cold. People will decide that cold is no Your longer children's good. Your children will get used to my temperature. Right. They and then they'll did. overthrow that dictator. No, they, they didn't. They kept literature buried underground. And maybe they had like a freeze ray or something because they were saving it. All the cold technology. Oh, I love that. Yeah? Yeah. I like the, I like the idea that... I mean, with this, I don't know what year this is taking place in, but it's... It's any year. You, you have your own set of years. Because I, I'm a sweaty guy. And I oh. don't like... And it'll ruin the day. Like, I'll go to, like, a nice place for a job or something, and I'll mm-hmm. be like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to be disgusting for the rest of today. I know. You know? And especially when it's winter, I put on a heavy jacket. I have to be outside immediately or else I'm fucked for the day. I've been taking cold showers for two and a half years, real talk, even in the winter. That shit, was, shit was a life changer. You oh. take hot showers? Cold? Do you take hot showers? Warm. Warm. I can't be cold. Oh, man, I love it. I think it's prolonging my it. life secretly. I don't know. It took me a while to get comfortable. I started doing it in the dead of in the middle of summer. Speaking of auditions, yeah, early from earlier. <laughs> yes, yes, right. No, it's all going to tie around. Okay. A couple summers ago, before I started bringing an extra T-shirt in my backpack, mm-hmm. uh, which I should have done years ago, I biked late, running late to an audition. Show up, soaking shirt. Yep. Like, maybe three dry spots on the shirt. I've done it so many times. Do the audition, then I'm embarrassed. A friend of mine who works at the casting agency, I see them a bit later, like a couple of days later, and I'm like, God, that audition I had at uh, whatever, I showed up so sweaty, so embarrassing. <clears throat> she goes, I know, they, the guys, they showed me the video. I'm like, are you serious? They showed your friend that was in casting? Yeah, the video? they're showing the video around. Like, look how sweaty this audition guy is. Is that actually what they were doing? Like, they were showing it Apparently. off? Apparently. Like, oh, that's such bullshit. I hated knowing that. That's infuriating. Why would she, okay, why would she tell you that? Like, to, was she doing it to, like, do you a favor? Like, you should know? Uh, I think she was just being, saying the real thing and didn't think about, you know, how it might make you feel. Well, I'm a, com- like, here's another thing. It's speaking about, oh. I, I, feel, I feel where you're going with I'm this. I'm bending no, discrimination go, right now. I like where you're going with this. Bald guy we're discriminated against yeah. instantly because they think we're creeps because we have no hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, except for on the sides. Yeah. And on the face. And on the beard. Yeah, on the beard. Great. St- up, 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 up above the upper lip. Um, but I also think being a comedian first, people think that you will all, are allowed to always be treated like a clown. 
Yeah, I hate that. So I'm like, oh my god, like having a sweaty and then therefore bad audition because I was in my head too much about it. Yeah. Uh, this is still, re- I still get it. it. Is clowny? It is ridiculous. But yeah, they're like, I mean, on, on look paper, at this clown. He's being a clown for real. Yeah, but these are people who are. You know, your potential employers ridiculing. This is why it's a small change, but this is why I added a second end to my first name professionally. Yeah. Like, my name, or given name is E-N-I-S. And there yeah. was like a stretch of like three things that happened in a week, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Where I was like, fuck this. People are idiots. I had a producer in an audition read my name, call me Enos, like take a moment and make the joke in his head, Enos the penis or whatever, mm-hmm. laugh and then say, okay, go ahead. Like, I could see him clicking and finding it funny in his head. But not saying it. Not saying but it. But still yeah. the vibe is there. But then I, and then I had, like, a commercial. I booked a, a Rogers commercial, and the wardrobe person said, said to me out loud, uh, I know you probably get this all the time, but does anyone ever call you Enos the Penis? I'm, like, putting on clothes so that the client and the people from Rogers can approve my outfit. And I'm like, we don't know each other. This is, you can't, we, we're professionals in a professional, like, we're not friends. Yeah, and I'm at work. Are you out of your mind? And so I mean, there's yeah, people... it's not just like comedians, but it's like comical actors too. Yeah, they Especially... think you're gonna find everything funny because you make jokes. You're a clown, and you have no dignity because you've chosen to be a clown. Yeah, and it doesn't help that you're <laughs> covered in sweat at the time, which happens to me all the time. <laughs> which is what happens to clowns. Yeah, they're <laughs> just <laughs> constantly sweating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you see them, like they're stressed, and they, even in cartoons, they've got like little beads of sweat flying off their heads. Okay, so on Esmeria, hey, give us some respect. Yeah. Jesus yeah, Christ. Respe- yeah. We're sweaty, but we're working on it. But then you can decide it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you can decide for yourself your own temperature and, and regulate it. I love it. And you can limit or increase the amount of uh, height in Yeah, in we the have similar problems because I remember a few summers ago we were trying to th- decide. Uh, this was a cut a while ago. We were trying to decide what the best uh, deodorant was. Yes. And I actually have stuck with the one that we both agreed degree? was good. No, uh, it was, was it actually like a orange capped right guard one. Oh, is that the one you went with? Five and one or something like that. I go, I go with degree antiperspirant, which I don't even know if it works. Yeah, but you're telling me you're still taking like hour long cold showers all the time. Yeah, I have. I didn't say there were. An, <laughs> I didn't say there were an hour. I'm in and out in five minutes. <laughs> and they're not like they're not like a polar bear club cold. They're just they're just not hot. Imagine you just like snuck in and joined a polar bear club. Yeah, just that's, like that's what I do to trick them because you're like, yeah, I'm with the club too, but you're just trying not to sweat before a audition. Yeah, I go dive into, but there's not like those polar bear clubs nearby. Are we gonna jump in Lake Ontario? No, definitely not. Can I say? Do you care about the Oscars? Do you mm. get excited for award shows and stuff? Oh God, I think they're so absurd. I can't take it. Okay, did you see the big controversy on the cover of the Hollywood Reporter where it was all f- white females? were on the cover and they were saying this is not inclusionary enough and yeah. they actually wrote a Mia Culpa saying, um, well, these are the only actors that are in consideration for Oscars this year, so what are we going to do? Report on anybody else? I think, here's what you do. You have two Oscars mm-hmm. and you call one of them the white Oscars mm-hmm. and then no white people can get nominated for the other Oscars. That's a good idea. What do you think? And guess what, yeah. everybody? The white Oscars would be so boring be and terrible. the other one would be so fun it'd be exciting and entertaining and you yeah. get people from all over the world because i think like every time somebody and it happens a lot mostly you know with like movies like selma where they were they were protesting that the oscars uh you know not protesting but complaining that it wasn't getting any recognition yeah and it was an important story of black black americans yeah i think that 
people somehow have put way too much importance on the Oscars as some sort of barometer for any sort of legitimacy when if you look at it in the abstract, it's just absurd. Like people care about it because they're told to care about it. You know what I mean? That's what I think. So if you had the Oscars, but no white people were allowed to be nominated and then you had a separate white Oscars, you'd settle that. Yeah. You on board with that? I am. Cool. There's a huge push in the entertainment industry to have more uh, minorities visible just as much as uh, the yeah the white leads have had forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And being a, a white person, I'm still like, I'm way on board with that. Not just for equality reasons, of course, because mm-hmm. that's a given, but also because of just goddamn flavor and storytelling. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just obvious. You don't want to see some ding dong like... Uh, the same perspective all the time yeah and they all like they literally do uh when one gets old they get the one that looks like him again to yeah. the young version they sub in the younger version of like i must like some of those celebs i'm sure they've got like uh, such a wicked life they get to be in uh good movies and live a fancy high hollywood life yeah. but uh, but at the end of the day are they like oh i'm the the third generation Cary Grant. And right. Who gives a shit? I'm Robert Mitchum's replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that as well. I mean, it is. I just think it's a hollow thing to care about anyway, but if they had something called the White Oscars and that was the way they classified it, and then the Oscars got to be this other thing. That's I like that. That's a shake-up in Tinseltown. And the last one, this is my last one. We're going to get real, and I'm going to put it out to you because I don't know how is it works. Is called Tinseltown? Isn't that weird? Isn't Tinsel from Christmas? Yeah. I think maybe there was a, it was a lot of Christmas. That's how Hollywood started. It was a big Christmas town. Oh, yeah. And then they decided to keep it open the rest of the year. Yeah. Right? Charlie Chaplin, the tramp, knocks down the Christmas tree every movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's how Christmas. That's how you know it's Christmas time. <laughs> oh, Chaplin knocked over the tinsel-covered tree. Oh, look. The hilarious tramp is looking in our window again. He wants turkey. I thought Pat Thornton's whole bit about how... Christmas is the, the only mice. time we fetishize houses. Oh yeah, <laughs> was such a great idea. Yeah, he did, Pat he did that on really this, killed yeah. it last night. But also, like, it's the only time we we're like cool with mice. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, mice who are wearing like a, what is it like a long uh, sleep shirt, like a night shirt. Yeah, like a night shirt. He's sleeping like, oh. in a matchbox. Oh god, he's so funny. It's ridiculous. Yeah, his felt like material. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like there was something when, not that it I knew it wasn't material, but his felt like actual. Well, that's the thing with the show, too, is if you got a few ideas you were on a riff on, like, if you're already, like, a stand-up, like, some of your riffs will, like, you already have beats embedded in them anyways, because that's just how your brain works. Like, you walk to the show, and you're like, I'll riff about this, and then, like, the beats are already being fed. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm saying it's impressive. For everyone listening, we're talking about Riffington again. Which is a great show. If you're in Toronto, or in Canada, or North America, because you'd fly to Toronto, for the wait, first Wednesday of every month? First Wednesday of every month. Just fly in here from New Zealand, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Pal, <laughs> it's a great place. Look, I like your shake-up in Hollywood. Race riots. Let's party. Well, Not race riots. riots. <laughs> but it's like a riot, like as in we're having a blast. But um, the last thing I wanted to bring up was just something that I think... So have we made, made all the whole list? That's is, everything, is the last yeah. One on I got the list? one last thing, and it's... Uh, Okay, it's awesome. uh, it's complicated. I barely had to ask you questions. You've had it all. Are these ready. all pretty sound? Yeah, it's great. Now, do you want to talk about citizens' arrests or gender uh, gender um, non biased bathrooms? Those are two choices. Can we do both, or is it going to go? Is there too enough long? time? Because one's like I, it's wide open, and I don't really know what I'm talking about. The second one, I got it thought through pretty good. What's that one? The bathroom one. Let's I go bathroom. But citizens' arrest. Do you think citizens should arrest people? I think they're. I mean. 
given how horrible everything is for minorities and police in in the states and in all these other places that uh i don't i don't see i think citizens arrests should be a more of a real thing in general there's literally a i'm talking out of my ass here because i don't really know enough but there are articles circulating now uh that are basically and this is me just skimming the headlines and going back to downloading alice cooper albums right but like (laughs) (laughs) this is how political i am yeah but yeah, that they are. They're like the power needs to be taken away from cops, and people are really talking about it now. Yeah, it's not just like, you know, which is crazy. I don't know, it's, but it's so messed up because you could claim to be citizen, a citizen's. Like I was reading that it's still a legitimate thing. You could still do a citizen's arrest, but the notion of doing it to a police officer, especially one with a uh, you know using violent force on a civilian at a time when I think that happened in Toronto. The they other shouldn't day. be someone citizens arrested a police officer. No, but 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 people in the street came together against a cop that was uh mistreating a person they were arresting well that's 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 great that should happen it's all the time interesting it's for sure yeah, yeah. i have no idea you but know. then police could turn around and say you're obstructing justice yeah yeah it's so interesting it's, and also know. who's empowering anybody to stand up against police who have guns and you're right it's a long you. long long discussion yeah maybe, maybe we save that we for another law school before yeah, we yeah. Talk about i think it. so yeah <laughs> but the other thing i have is i want to just bathroom eliminate party. i want to yeah bathroom party i want to eliminate gender specific bathrooms we yeah. have bathrooms designated for number ones and number twos i've talked about this before at length i think that would be that's a utopia that i want to be a part of I think it eliminates the whole worry about this whole thing about like if you think about dividing bathrooms by the gender, if uh-huh. you think about sexual orientation as a, as a part of gender the way it used to be, yeah, or the way it used to be perceived as, it's as ridiculous that one bathroom is all dudes and one bathroom is all ladies. Yeah. If we're just assuming that we're no longer thinking heterosexuality, uh oh. There, she's okay. Whoa, man, Wolfman was really getting into this. One. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. No, well, okay. well Wolfman is into this topic. Yeah, for sure, because she has a masculine name yeah. and she's a female, and she's a so female. So she gets the gender thing. So I think that, and she shares a litter box with another female. Right there, you go. So it's very progressive. <laughs> so do you do you know what sexual orientation your cats are? No, no, asexual probably. Are they neutered? Yeah, they are. Yeah, mine too. I feel like I wish they weren't. If there was a safe way for cats to get laid, uh, uh, there's an old expression: "Cat and heat, nobody's treat." <laughs> That is a great. That was a. That was like the American Veterinary Association's slogan for a while. Yeah, it yeah. Was like when it was founded by pirates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't eat nobody's treat. Uh, get away from me, you moaning, <laughs> hissing, yeah, pissing, yeah, moaning, hissing, pissing, pussy cat. <laughs> okay. I just think it should be. If the concern is that people of the same, uh, you know, people of of. Uh, heterosexuals shouldn't be using the same bathroom or whatever it is that led to that gender specification or if it's a safety thing i get that but i think with all this fuss going on around who can use which bathroom if it was just like all little stalls for peeing and Mm -hmm. then a separate one that was for taking poops that would solve everything Mm -hmm. and then poops everybody poops so it it employs everybody Pooing beside women. Men and women would be pooing next to each other. Do you think that's oh, a, of a concern? Lose it. Why? You'd be like super self-conscious. Well, I'm a person that is heterosexual, so I still uh, want. I like the idea of like women thinking I'm rad, right? And if you hear someone poo, they never come off cool. Yeah, but are you gonna like then see each other in the 
afterwards? Yeah, you will. Well, it's what your if, bathroom? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think that I think that it's a nice like, equalizer. That's a good. It's a good icebreaker. Did you hear me? <laughs> Like if you're trying to pick her up at the bar later? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had people say this to me before. They I don't know it's to... bad. Like we're talking about sexual equality and I'm already talking about like picking and up. Pressing up and pressing up a girl after a big shit. But it's a real part of it too. But my fr- I had a friend, my friend David Rial, God mm-hmm. love him. He, uh, he suggested he didn't want to be on a date and have his date know that he was going number two. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a, a thing too. But I think we need to... I can agree with that. Have less shame around. But I mean, shouldn't we put the priorities of... Everybody should be able to use the bathroom freely and not have to worry about discrimination based on if they're trans or what their sexual orientation is. Well, there's is a difference or... between discrimination and privacy. Right. Right. But why does privacy go along gender lines? Well, How does it there's a lot of, your... well, there's a lot of bars and restaurants already now that don't have markings on the doors and it's like, use it, whatever. Right. If you got the same I mean, if bathroom. it's supposed to protect women from scuzz bucket men... Then yeah, that's definitely a reason that to have separation. Yeah. Okay, that. so maybe we just need more kinds of bathrooms. There's like women only, poop only, gender neutral pee only, and then like one that's just for like parents to take their kids. I think we need to stop talking about this because I've been drinking so much tea <laughs> that I actually have to pee so bad. It's just we're just putting these thoughts out there. I like it. Okay, so this, this is, is part all of in my, Esmeria. Esmeria, yeah. You can poo beside a nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I want to live in a world where you can poo next to a nice lady. Well, I guess even like I wonder sometimes, like you know, even if you're uh, uh, gay as a woman or a man, mm-hmm. and you are attracted to their sex, you're in the same bathroom as someone that you might be trying to impress, right? Exactly. Or or, or nervous. But of that's ha- what how I'm they saying. Perceive you. Yeah. See, what if you're taking a hot a hot dump and you're a lesbian lady? And then there's a, a lady mm-hmm. next to you and you come out. You're not going to be... You know, everybody has those thoughts. Then you're like, that's not what I'm always like. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to take sexual I'm getting a lot of comedy gold I'm, out of this, this shared bathroom thing. Yeah, this is good stuff. You can, you can use this in your material. I well, think I'd like, ultimately I I'd like have to too take, many bathroom jokes. I'd like to take sexual orientation and the concerns therein outside of, out of the bathroom experience. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. And then you can listen to... You can listen to... Jose Batista really go at, yell at yeah. Adam Jones when he's hitting a home run. And being oh, God, like, that would have been perfect. Wouldn't it have been the best? Mm-hmm. They even blurred out what his mouth shape was when he did the replay because you know he was saying some F stuff and some B stuff. The passion of Jose is really something. He's the best. Yeah. He's the real MVP. No offense to Josh Donaldson. I don't know. Josh Donaldson's like a rock star. Not like, I don't mean the real literal MVP of this year. I mean like Batista is the starting point of all of what the Blue Jays are right now, I think. I, I know. It's like, his emergence was like, okay, now we have a linchpin. Let's fill in around him. You think we'll be okay without David Price? I think we'll be just fine without David Me Price. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And I have to dislike him now because he's on Boston. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I wish he could have gone to Chicago, the Cubs or some, or the Cardinals. Just get out of my face. He's got to go to the Boston Red Sox. What a... He's real... Come on. Yeah. It's almost like he didn't buy us our team robes with their names on them. <laughs> Those robes are so tainted now, I wouldn't even wear one if I had one. Well, how are you feeling about this? I feel good. Me too. It Do you feel delicious. like we explored some nice things? I think you came with some really, really great ideas. I wanted to get, you know, op- see what you thought about this stuff. Uh, well, did I not give my take? You did. I thought it was great. <laughs> I didn't want to be fully formed about a lot of this stuff. You know, No, that's good. and that's the problem is like a few of these have gone 
pretty long, and I try to keep it around an hour. Like right now, we're already at ten, an hour and ten. Okay. So yeah, we can talk forever. But, but that's uh, great. But I like that you were asking me about certain things that I hadn't even considered, like what the world would look like. Yeah. 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 I wish we could do more, but I also have like, to pee now. Have to pee so bad, yeah. and then also. <laughs> I like spending the time talking about all the uh, great projects you've been busy with lately. Oh, well, that was nice. Is there anything else you want to mention uh, project-wise before... Uh... Uh, well, for Canadians, I'm working yeah. on a show right now called The Code, yeah, which is a new show that Jason Priestley is the star of. He plays like a, uh, a hockey player turned detective, and he's yeah. like kind of a sarcastic jerk. And hockey player turned detective? <laughs> yeah. That's such a Canadian show. Isn't that great? Yeah. And he, t- he plays... He's next to... Um, uh, Cindy Sampson, who's a great actor from Nova Scotia, she plays his partner, and they're like kind of not real detectives, but they're detect they're doing detective work. And I play a cop that's friends, basically like myself and another actor named Clay Bennett are detectives who are kind of weird threats to Jason's character's masculinity, and he doesn't know what our relationships are to his partner, and I get to like bust his balls and stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and I did just finish shooting a show called Wait, what's uh, that called oh it's called the code the code right yeah. right and nice. i just did a part on a show called uh, you me her yeah with, with greg poehler you know okay like amy poehler's brother yeah who was from boston and is very happy about david price which really pisses me off uh but him and uh an actor named rachel blanchard who's they're from great. boston the polars yeah the polars the boston polars did you know that i got to interview amy poehler on a red carpet and we were riffing because that's all I, I saw it and she laughed i saw the video footage it's i made amazing. her laugh a few times yeah that's awesome making her laugh is huge i felt the same way like, when i made paul riser laugh for the first time oh yeah i was like holy shit like you guys hung out a lot i we guess we had a lot of scenes together yeah, yeah on red oaks yeah red oaks but so cool okay so you, yeah you meet me, her her it's on direct tv which is only in the states but okay it's um it's about an open relationship you showed up on martin's new show uh, Blind Spot. Blind I did Spot. one episode. I played like a dirty, scuzzy billionaire pervert hacker. Amazing. On one episode, and there's some talk of me coming back. But oh my god, yeah, I it, hope that you was do. the most fun ever to play evil. It felt like we were pulling a prank, like putting me even on the show. The show's like really beautiful, yeah. People, and then I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're there, man. It was fun. It's so good. Yeah, it was really cool to get a. Is Aaron on that? Does he show? Not up? yet, but they better put Aaron Abrams on there. Yeah, that'd be great. And what about Brendan Gall? Brendan Gall is a is a is a producer and writer on there. Amazing, yeah, and it was great. Spot. Joe Dinicol was on for five episodes. He had a character, right? So people he like, was from L.A. Complex. He was on the L.A. Complex. He played Nick, the comedian, and, yeah, uh, and yeah. So Martin's definitely team, bringing Canadians man. down with him. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, good team. Well, there you go. Yeah, so yeah, check out Blind Spot, uh, the code. You're it's gonna, gonna be, be on global. Cop. I'm gonna be a cop. First time I get a gun and a badge. I love but I'm it. in like but I'm also dressed like a kind of like cool substitute teacher. Oh. Tie, jacket with elbow pads. Oh, Not sweet. pads, uh you know. What are those called? Yeah. Is it elbow pads? Patches. I think it is. Patches. Patches. Suede yeah. patches on my twill jacket. And oh, a gun. That's my style. Kind of baller, right? Yeah, minus the gun. I talk with like one foot up on a chair. And then I apologize to the chair. <laughs> All back around. Bam. Damn, that was a beautiful, tight, perfect podcast. Respect the earth. I'm out. <laughs> Is that how you want to leave? <laughs> Say one more nice, big, happy thing to everybody listening. All your fans and people that listen. Thank you to listening. Thank you to you, Chris, for having me be a part of your show. It's a blast. I can't wait to hear it and send it to everybody in the universe. Do it. And come live on Esmeria where admission is free.
Admission is free, but... But you uh, got to work for a bit. Yeah, and you got to get over some things in that bathroom. Right, you got to get over your own bathroom <laughs> shit. Yeah, get hey, over get some over sh- your bathroom shit. <laughs> yeah, come on down to Esmeria. Get over your bathroom shit. It's going to be a nice, cozy place. I like it. Yeah, cool. All right, thanks for coming. Okay, bye. All right, everyone. That was Ennis Esmer. Uh, Ennis, thanks so much for coming on. That was uh, so much fun hanging out and uh, having cookies and tea. And uh, guys, if you uh, want to follow Ennis and learn more about what, all the craziness he's got coming up, follow him at Hey Ennis Shut Up. That's right, Hey at Hey Ennis Shut Up on Twitter. And then you can follow him. And thanks, guys, for listening. Don't forget to follow us at Utopia to Me. Uh, the fan base keeps growing. I love it. And uh, please pass it on. Let people know that you enjoy listening to this podcast when you. Uh, when you're working on your uh, mega art projects, because I know you're all working on some sort of art project right now. Good luck with that. And then also follow me at Chris Lock Fun because I'm also a stand-up comedian and actor. And then you can find out also what I'm doing. But I'm going to keep it short right now because uh, I feel like my cat is on the kitchen table and I want to tell it to get off. So thanks so much, guys. Again, keep coming back to Utopia to me. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, tell people about us. Pass it around. Follow us on Twitter. You guys are the best. Enjoy your lives. Go out there and uh, try and find the sun. You know what I mean? Then find it and take your shirt off and arms outstretched. Reach for that thing. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.